Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Tap into the show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All links will be in the episode description. Submit original work and future episode suggestions to girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Tonight, we will be reading Paper Heart, written by Keisha Irvin. Tune in to Paper Heart Chapter 1 to hear more about the author and a summary of the story. On last week's episode... Night buys Scotland the house of her dreams and crushes Lennon's dreams when he tells her he's leaving her for good. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. The world says that this love is not definite, but my heart says that it is. Fantasia featuring Big Crit, Supernatural Love. Chapter 18. Turn right onto Eagle Drive, the GPS system instructed Lennon. She looked around wearily as she made a right turn into the Bentonwood Townhomes complex. She'd never been on that side of town before. Never had she seen so many thugs and scantily clad dressed young girls in her life. There was trash on the sidewalks. Children were outside running in the streets. She almost hit a little girl as she drove. The little girl had the nerve to get an attitude for almost getting hit and threw up the middle finger at her. Horrified, Lennon wondered if she had made the right decision by paying Scotland a visit, but there was a conversation between them that needed to be had. Lennon pulled up to Scotland's address and parked. She was troubled to see a woman next door sitting on the porch, sipping on what Lennon hoped was coffee and smoking a cigarette while dressed in a pink robe and slippers. Six kids played around her. The children were wild like banshees, running and screaming. The woman seemed unfazed by all the chaos going on around her. Lennon grabbed her Jimmy Choo leopard print clutch and got out. A group of African-American teenage boys with their pants sagging down to their knees eyed her as she chirped the alarm on her Rolls Royce Wraith. Lennon flashed a can of mace on her keychain at the young boys. She would gladly use it on Lennon if they got out of line. Little did Lennon know, but the boys weren't thinking about her. They only looked her way because she was a bad chick stepping out of an even badder car. It wasn't typical to see a Rolls Royce pull up in the hood. Lennon carefully walked up Scotland's walkway with a look of pure disgust on her face. She felt dirty by simply being in that neighborhood. At any moment, she thought she was going to be attacked. She had to give Scotland a piece of her mind and get the hell out of there before she got shanked or shot. Who you here for? Lisa eyed Lennon suspiciously. 
If you're a bill collector, Scotland don't live here no more. She's gone on to the Lord, she lied. What are you and why are you speaking to me? Lennon clutched her purse close to her chest. This isn't a thing where if I talk back to you, I get jumped into a gang, is it? Because I'm wearing red? She asked nervously, looking down at her red Donna Karen New York shift dress. What? Girl, whatever. You must be a Jehovah's Witness. Lisa waved her off and went back to doing her crossword puzzle. Lennon took a wet wipe out of her purse and covered her finger with it and rang the doorbell. She didn't want to physically come in contact with anything and fear that she might catch something. Scotland heard the bell and stopped boxing up her kitchenware. She had no idea who could possibly be at the door. She wasn't expecting any guests, but hoped it was night making a surprise pop-up visit. Excited by the thought of seeing him, she ran down the stairs. To her dismay, when she opened the door, she found Lennon standing before her. It never failed. Lennon always caught her when she was at her worst. Can I look decent around this bitch at least once, she thought. What the hell do you want and why are you at my house? Scotland's nostrils flared. Hello, Paris, France, Lennon sneered. Not today, Satan, Scotland groaned. Not today. You must want to get your ass beat again. We got beef, friend? Lisa questioned, sitting up. What people didn't know was that Lisa kept a burner hidden inside her robe. Nah, I'm good, girl. She ain't about that life, Scotland assured. So, you think you've won, huh? Lennon ignored her sarcasm. Won what? Night. I'm sorry, I didn't know we were playing a game, Scotland said sarcastically. What were we playing? This ghetto chick about to steal your man, bitch? Cause if so, I won, she cheered, cocking her head to the side. You think you're so funny, don't you, Bonquisha? Well, the joke's gonna be on you, homegirl, when Knight leaves you and comes running back to me, Lennon retorted. Girl, Knight don't want you. Knight and I have history. We share a past, common goals. You're a fool if you think all of that can just be swept away in a matter of a month. He's known you for five seconds, sweetheart. You're nothing but a new play toy. He'll have fun playing with you for a while, but eventually he'll get bored and throw you away. Night is mine. It's just a matter of time before he returns home to me. So enjoy you while you can, sweetheart, because this shit will never last. You will never fit in. You will never be me. I will always win. Lennon grinned from ear to ear. Bitch, if you don't get your dumb ass off my porch, Scotland snapped furiously. This ain't the damn young and the restless. It was taking everything in her not to reach out and choke Lennon again, but she wasn't going to give Lennon the satisfaction of calling the police on her. Don't bring your ass over here no more, Scotland warned as Lennon walked off. I won't have to, honey, because Knight will be back home with me. Lennon exclaimed, getting inside her car. Scotland motioned for her to suck it and slammed the door shut. She tried to act like she wasn't phased by Lennon's visit, but she was a little bit shaken. What if she was only a temporary rebound? It would kill her if Knight changed his mind and went back to Lennon. Scotland inhaled deeply. She couldn't let Lennon psych her out. No man would buy a house for someone if they weren't sure about them. Lena was just talking shit because she was mad. Scotland had nothing to worry about. Night was hers. 
It had taken a few weeks of shopping and ordering furniture, appliances, and electronics for their new home, but Knight and Scotland had finally gotten it done. Things that they'd ordered from IKEA, Home Goods, Restoration Hardware, Walmart, and Target were piling in by the second. Although Knight had the money to have custom furniture designed and flown in from around the world, Scotland refused. She lived her entire life barely getting by, and now that she was with a man that had money, she wasn't going to go overboard with spending large amounts of money. She believed in living under their means so they could have money for a rainy day, vacations, and their future kids if they decided to have any. Scotland liked the designer frocks that he laced her with, but she was still going to shop at Forever 21, H&M, and Urban Outfitters. She refused to get sucked into the pitfalls of having money. Scotland stood in the center of their living room, pinching herself. She couldn't believe that this was her life. She had everything she'd ever prayed for. A man that loved her wholeheartedly, a beautiful home that she didn't have to struggle to afford, and the best thing of all, she felt complete. All she had to do now was get her career on track. She insisted on getting a job so she could help out with the bills, but Knight refused her offer. He only had one request, and that was that she finished writing her book. Scotland felt so blessed to have someone in her corner that supported her dreams. She also encouraged Knight to start working toward his dreams of owning his own restaurant. He told her he would, and she couldn't have been more pleased. Life for Scotland was blissful. Nothing could ruin her vibe or tarnish her spirit. It was a gorgeous Saturday afternoon. The sun was shining. The house was coming together. Everything was good. That was until her friends arrived. She'd invited them over to see the new crib and meet Knight. She hadn't seen them in weeks. She was overjoyed when they pulled in front of the house. Scotland skipped down the steps and greeted them at the car. What up, bitch? Lachey got out of the car and hugged her. You look cute. I am. Scotland looked over her outfit. She wore her hair up in a messy ponytail. A white scarf was wrapped around her head and tied in a bow. Since it was the end of October, she rocked a red and black checkerboard flannel, white tank top, cut-off jean shorts, and Doc Martin boots. Thank you. I just threw something on. Hey, boo. Tootie got out the back seat. Hey, love, Scotland squeezed her cheeks. Where is my baby? She referred to Tootie's son. He's at my mom's house. Yaya got out of the driver's seat and slammed the door. She'd had a long morning at the shop and did not want to use her lunch break to come see Scotland show off her new house. They were hardly ever around each other anymore, and when they were, all she wanted to do was brag and show off shit. Yaya could watch reruns of Cribs if she wanted to see rich people in all their overpriced, over-the-top tinker toys. She was starting to feel like she barely knew Scotland anymore. She was turning into the bougie, egotistical, braggadocious chicks they talked about. Yaya adjusted her $5 bug-eyed shades over her eyes and hung her MK bag from the crook of her arm. She slowly switched around the car. Hey, Hollywood. Scotland stared at her intensely. She could sense Yaya's stank attitude coming from a mile away. Hey, Yaya replied dryly. Give me a hug, Scotland approached her awkwardly. Yaya gave her a one-arm hug and stepped away quickly. What's wrong with you? Scotland screwed up her face. I'm tired and my head hurt, Yaya walked past her. 
Mm, okay. Scotland ignored her brush off. She didn't have time for Yaya and her negative-ass attitude. Lately, negative was all she'd been. Scotland hoped she wasn't jealous of her newfound love and happiness. It seemed like when she was down and out, everything between her and Yaya was good. For years, she said she wanted nothing but the best for her, but Scotland was starting to sense that wasn't true. Bitch, he copped you a new car too? Lachey ran over to Scotland's brand new Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon. Yeah, Scotland smiled brightly. Oh, bitch, we about to kill it in this. Lachey ran her hand over the black exterior. I know. I can't wait to see the look on everybody's face when we pull up in this motherfucker, especially murder. That nigga been hitting me up like crazy lately, Scotland confessed. Word? Yaya said, surprised. Yes, but I'm not stunning his ass. That nigga is so tired to me now. Scotland flicked her wrist dismissively. Come on, let's go inside so y'all can see this house. She led them up the stairs. Ladybug, this house is beautiful. Tootie gasped, looking over the front of the house. Girl, how much this shit cost? This gotta be like half a mil. Lachey looked around in awe. I don't know. Scotland linked arms with her. He won't tell me. All I know is that it's paid for in full and it's ours. Yaya couldn't contain her laughter as they walked inside. What's so funny? Scotland asked as they strolled into the kitchen. Is your name on the deed? No. Scotland's face burned red. Then it ain't yours. It's his. You gonna learn one day, little girl. Yaya giggled, pleased with herself. Don't mind her. She's just pissy that you found the good come up and she didn't. Lachey pursed her lips. But I'm not with Knight for his money. I would love him with or without it, Scotland said honestly. And that's where you gonna fuck up, Yaya declared. If the dough runs out, you run out the door with it. Cute kitchen, though. She admired the marble countertop. Before Scotland could give her a piece of her mind, Knight interrupted their conversation. Baby, where you at? He called from the other room. I'm in the kitchen. Knight met up with her. He didn't know that her people had arrived. He wore no shirt, just a pair of basketball shorts, and Jordan sneakers. The girl's eyes immediately grew wide as he entered the kitchen. Knight's body was mouth-watering delicious. Tootie had never seen an eight-pack in real life before. Lachey eyed the imprint of his dick in his shorts. It was thick and long. She had to swallow hard so she wouldn't drool. Baby, why you ain't got no clothes on? Scotland said, embarrassed. I didn't know we had guests. He wrapped his arm around her neck and pulled her close. I told you my sister and my friends were coming over. Yeah, but you didn't say what time. Whatever, it don't matter. Night, I'd like you to meet my sister Yaya and two best friends, Lachey and Tootie. Ooh, girl, he fine. Lachey arched her brow. I told you, Tootie blushed. You got a brother, cousin, uncle, daddy. Lachey bit her bottom lip and twisted her right leg from side to side. I do, Knight chuckled. He will probably dig you too. So when you break her heart, you know we gonna be the ones to pick up the pieces, right? Yaya spat, leaning up against the kitchen island. What? Knight said, caught off guard by her comment. I mean, I know this shit won't last, but obviously my sister don't. 
She thinks you really do love her, but eventually you'll get tired of playing house and dump her. Yaya, what the fuck is wrong with you? Tootie asked, stunned. Why would you say something like that? Because it's true and you know it, she said, shocked that no one agreed with her. Yo, yo, your sister tripping. Handle that. I'm about to go grab us something to eat. Night-eyed Yaya with disdain as he kissed Scotland on the forehead before leaving. You know he's running because it's the truth, right? Yaya insisted. I don't know what your deal is, bitch, but you gotta go. I am sick of you. Scotland pointed to the door. This nigga got you sprung. You really choosing him over me? I'm your sister. I've been there for you since day one, Yaya said in disbelief. I'm choosing happiness, Yaya. I don't need no hating ass bitch cock blocking my joy. So if you can't be happy for me, then I don't need you in my life. And that's real talk. Yaya stood silent and looked at each of the girls. They were looking at her like they hated her. Tootie and Lachey weren't backing her up. She stood alone in her theory and disdain for Scotland's choice in a man. She'd exposed herself and took it too far. Even though she didn't want to, she had to swallow her pride and make things right. Look, I'm sorry. I just got a lot going on and I took it out on the wrong person. I was totally out of line, she apologized. Shit has just been really hard lately. Scotland sighed heavily. She felt horrible. She'd been so wrapped up in her own life that she forgot to ask her sister or the girls how they were doing. What's going on? You need to talk? She asked, truly concerned. Nah, it's something I gotta deal with on my own. Well, I'm here if you need me, Scotland rubbed her shoulder. You don't have to go through whatever you're going through alone. I'm here for you. We're all here for you, Scotland guaranteed. Yeah, bitch, cause you been tripping lately, Lachey sneered, still not feeling her. Your house really is dope though. Yaya admired the huge kitchen and all the stainless steel appliances. You did good, and I really, truly am happy for you. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you, Scotland smiled. Now, let me give you all a full tour of the house. Scotland and Knight's home was 5,000 square feet and included five bedrooms, six and a half baths, a state-of-the-art kitchen, large media room, a four-car garage, and separate guest quarters in the back. They even had a swimming pool, jacuzzi, and an oversized patio. Knight encouraged Scotland to decorate the house however she pleased. He trusted her taste. After consulting a home decorator, she went with a downtown urban chic decor. Once the tour was over, the girls stood on the porch talking about people on Instagram when Knight returned with Chinese takeout. Y'all hungry? He asked, stepping onto the porch. I got enough for everybody. We're actually about to leave, but it smells so good. Tootie inhaled the mesmerizing smell. She wanted badly to stay and get a plate. The devil is a liar. I will not go off my diet. She exercised her willpower. Where you get it from? Lachey asked. Lisa's, of course, Knight obliged. Okay, you got your hood pass. Lachey gave him a pound. Knight, my bad for earlier. I didn't mean to disrespect you like that, Yaya clarified. I'm just overprotective when it comes to my sister. I don't want her to get hurt. You good? Well, we're out of here, girl. I gotta get back to the shop. Yaya air kissed Scotland's cheek. Thanks for coming by. Scotland hugged them all goodbye. 
She and Knight stood on the porch and watched as the girls piled into Yaya's car. So, what did you think of everyone? Scotland wrapped her arm around Knight's waist. Lachey and Tootie were mad cool, but your girl Yaya? She a live one, Ma. I don't want to talk negatively about your sister, but I would watch her if I was you. Scotland allowed his words to sink in as Yaya blew the horn and pulled off. If I could forget him, I would. Jasmine Sullivan in love with another man. Chapter 19 Scotland never thought the day would come when a man would take her home to meet his family. She felt honored that Knight thought enough of her to do so. She dated murder on and off for two years. He never once mentioned taking her to meet his family. She didn't know much about his family at all. She figured he didn't talk about them because of his lifestyle. She respected that he wanted to keep his family safe and didn't press the issue, but that was her past. Knight was her future. He was a man of his word. Everything he ever told her was true. He treated her like a queen. He hung off her every word. This past month with him had been nothing short of a fairy tale. They were comfortably set up in their new home. While Knight worked, she stayed home and worked on her book. Lennon had been causing a little ruckus at work, but it was nothing Knight couldn't handle. Scotland offered to fuck her up again, but Knight said he was good. He figured Lennon would eventually move on and find her next victim. Scotland hoped so because she didn't want any more problems out of Satan's daughter. Being that it was Thanksgiving and it was their first holiday together, Scotland went all out in the looks department. For her makeup, she rocked a Kylie Jenner-inspired face. A gray, misguided, French-inspired coat hung off her shoulders. Scotland rocked a two-piece slate gray furry crop top and skirt that matched her hair perfectly. The black Louboutin Pagal six-inch heels she wore were the most expensive thing on her body. They were her most prized possession. She'd obsessed over them for years and now owned a pair of her own. Scotland looked edgy and fashion-forward as usual. Knight thought she looked stunning. The entire ride over to his mother's house, he couldn't stop admiring her beauty. He loved how her silky, deep brown skin matched his. It was almost as if she was an extension of him. Her chiseled cheekbones and full, pouty lips mesmerized him. He'd never seen a woman more exquisite than her. He was blessed to call her his woman. Choosing Scotland was the best decision he'd made in a long time. Every time he lay next to her at night and awoke with a kiss from her on his face, he thanked God. Sure, she wasn't the most educated or experienced in a lot of things, but none of that mattered. He loved her just the way she was. He encouraged and supported her aspirations and cheered her on in the process. He was her biggest cheerleader. He made her feel comfortable with being exactly who she was. He saw her heart and how big it was. Scotland prayed that the love they shared would last a lifetime. After almost a 30-minute drive, Knight and Scotland arrived at his mother's house. Knight had bought her a gorgeous mini mansion in St. Charles, Missouri. His mother, Miss June, and his twin sisters lived there along with his nieces and nephew. Scotland nervously took one last look at herself in the rearview mirror before getting out. If you look at yourself one more time, I told you, you're good, Knight chuckled as his phone began to vibrate. My mom is going to love you. He checked his phone. 
It was Lennon calling. He didn't know why she was calling him. They had nothing to discuss. Knight forwarded her call to voicemail and placed his phone back inside his pocket. I'm just so nervous. I've never done this before. You think I'm overdressed? Scotland examined her outfit. No, now come on, Knight got out the car. Scotland didn't budge. Her legs wouldn't move. Knight stood in front of the car and looked at her like she was nuts. Man, if you don't bring your ass on. I changed my mind. I'm not coming in. I'ma just stay out here in the car, she pouted. Knight walked around to the passenger side of the car and opened the door. He poked his head inside and said, what's the problem? You just called off your wedding and now you show up with me? Your mama gonna think I'm some home-wrecking hoe. You are, Knight joked. Really? Scotland glared at him, not amused. I'm just playing, he laughed. My mama ain't tripping off that shit. She ain't like Lynn in no way. She gonna be happy I'm with anybody but her. Now, come on. My stomach growling like a motherfucker. I can smell my mama's greens from all the way out here. Scotland exhaled and placed her hand in his. Seconds later, she was entering his mother's home. Miss June had a warm and inviting home. It was immaculately decorated, but still had an old school vibe to it that put Scotland at ease. Miss June was a big woman, but was beautiful no less. Her hair was natural. She wore it in a low cut. She possessed big brown eyes and a smile that could light up the entire world. There's my big head baby. She held her arms out for night. Knight walked into his mother's embrace and gave her a huge hug. Mama miss you. Let me take a look at you. She stepped back and examined her oldest son. You a little on the skinny side. Mama gonna have to fatten you up. You tripping. I'm swole. Knight flexed his muscles. Child, please. Put that little arm down. You gonna hurt yourself. Miss June waved him off. Now... Introduce me to this pretty young lady. She focused her attention on Scotland. Mama, this is my lady, Scotland. Scotland, this is my crazy mama, Miss June. Knight introduced them to one another. It's a pleasure to meet you. Scotland extended her hand for a shake. Uh-uh, Miss June smacked her hand away. We hug around here. She wrapped her arms around Scotland. I've heard so much about you. Really, you have? Scotland asked, surprised. I hope only good things. Yes, honey, Miss June ended their embrace. My son tells me everything. Thank you for making him so happy. Scotland couldn't find the words to convey her emotions. All she could do was grin and smile. Where's Omari? Knight asked, taking off his coat. He didn't want to come because you were going to be here. It's just all so petty. I really hope you two get it together. Y'all are brothers. Y'all shouldn't be fighting each other. Miss June spoke sadly. That's him. I ain't got no problem with Omari. I just don't like some of the choices he makes. Knight replied. He needs to grow up and stop with all that thug shit. It's whack as hell. Well, all we can do is pray for him. Now, enough about that. Come on so I can introduce Scotland to the rest of the family. Miss June led them into the dining room where his sister's niece's nephew, best friend, and his girlfriend were. Scotland said hello and hugged everyone. She was surprised with how open and welcoming his family and friends were. 
They treated her like she was one of the family. Over dinner, they all laughed and talked like old acquaintances. Knight's sisters told old stories about when they were kids. Scotland soaked up every moment. After dinner, they all ate dessert in the family room. A fierce competitive game of spades was being held. Knight and his friend Amir were playing against his sisters Maya and Sierra. Scotland sat on the couch eating a piece of strawberry cheesecake. She watched as Knight played. He just made another book when his sister Nicole sat next to her. You want to see some pictures of Knight when he was little, she asked. Yes, Scotland said excited, putting down her plate. Not the baby pictures, Knight groaned, throwing down a card. Yeah, nigga, she about to see you ain't always been cute. Whatever, I'm handsome, Knight winked his eye at Scotland. Handsome now? You was an ugly-ass little boy, Nicole teased. You was ugly, dog, Amir agreed. Man, forget you and play the card, Knight threw up his middle finger. Okay, Nicole flipped open the photo album. Here's a pic of Knight when he was first born. Oh, you were so cute, Scotland gushed. Knight had the chubbiest cheeks when he was a baby. This is him when he was around three. Nicole pointed to a pic of him on Halloween. He was dressed up as a cowboy. Knight had on a cowboy hat, button-up shirt, vest, sheriff badge, jeans, chaps, and cowboy boots. He held a silver gun in his hand. It was by far the cutest thing Scotland had ever seen. Well, I know what somebody's gonna be for Halloween next year, Scotland remarked. Straight up, you gonna do me like that? Knight laughed. I couldn't help it, Scotland grinned, blowing him a kiss. Oh, you gotta see this one. This is me, Knight, and our baby brother Omari at Six Flags. I think Knight was around 15 on this pic. Scotland looked at the picture and saw that Omari looked oddly familiar. Before she could really look at the picture, Nicole turned the page. This is Knight and Omari a few years ago before they fell out. Scotland's heart stopped beating. She stared at the picture and wondered how she was still alive. It was as if she'd seen a ghost. No, it can't be, she thought, examining the picture. It can't be, she prayed to God. But no amount of praying to God was going to change the fact that Knight's little brother Omari was Scotland's ex-boyfriend, Murda. The rest of the night, she was as quiet as a church mouse. She couldn't comprehend that the only two men she'd ever loved were brothers. They were complete opposites. Knight noticed that she'd become withdrawn and called it a night. On the ride home, Scotland gazed out the window, wondering what she was going to do. If she told Knight the truth, he was sure to end things with her. What self-respecting man would want to be with the woman that had fucked and sucked his brother? Knight wouldn't stand for it. He'd be totally grossed out by it. Hell, Scotland was, so she was sure he would be too. Her fairy tale love story was over. Things had been going too good. The shoe was sure to fall off the other foot at some point, and now it had. Knight would never look at her the same way again. She was tainted now. Babe. Huh? She responded sluggishly. You aight? Knight asked, worried about her. Nah, I think I'm coming down with something. She lied, unable to tell the truth. You want to stop and get some medicine? Nah, I'm just going to lie down when we get home. 
She avoided eye contact with him. You sure you're good? You liked my family and everything, didn't you? Of course, they were beyond welcoming. Thank you for bringing me. You're a part of the family now. I told you, I'm in this for the long haul. Hearing him talk about their future crushed Scotland, she had to tell him. Knight, I had to tell you something. She turned and looked at him. Shh, it's been a long day. You're not feeling good. Let's not talk about anything heavy tonight. Let's just go home and chill, all right? Scotland let out a sigh of relief. Knight was right. It wasn't the right moment to tell him. They just had a wonderful day together. She didn't want to ruin that for him. She'd tell him when the time was right. Are you still up? Girl, good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.